Hello and welcome to the third episode of our podcast, Pop Story. I'm your host, Jose Muniz. And uh, this is the third episode, but I this is sort of a, 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 a reboot episode, if you will. This is the episode where I change the format a little bit. I'm a little bit more dynamic, not too serious. I'm a little bit more, more of myself, more in my natural area. Anyway, the th uh, the third episode of Pop Story will be about the, let's say, the 91st Academy Awards, which aired this Sunday. And, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna do, ju even though this is the quote-unquote reboot episode, this is the one where I'm gonna go through every category, again, like in the Crunchyroll Awards episode. Um... But uh, I'll just talk about every movie and what I thought and what it should have won or should win or whatever. But, well, here it goes. Oh, forgot the pop story part of the podcast. So my experiences with the Oscars, I remember uh, I've, been, I've always been interested in movies as since I was a, a little kid. Um, but... Uh, at least specifically with the Oscars, I I remember hearing about them on the newspaper because I didn't I didn't have ABC and those local channels. I'm Puerto Rican. Um, all I had were like Puerto Rican local channels, but ABC and Fox and all that. Even though they're local, they back then they were in cable packages, and I had like an on and off relationship with like cable services. Sometimes I had a Dish, sometimes I had Directv. Uh, it wasn't really consistent. Now I just use streaming. <laughs> but um, with the Oscars, uh, I was always interested in, oh, these are the best movies of all time. These are the ones that are going to win. Um, I remember, remember, but I had some weird choices because I was a dumb, dumb, dumb kid. Like, oh, Wallace and Gromit won the Oscar for Best Animated Feature, but not Madagascar and Chicken Little. Why? Those were funny. Why weren't those nominated? Why why didn't those win? But Wallace and Gromit, even though it wasn't bad, was kind of boring. I remember I haven't seen Wallace and Gromit, uh, the Curse of the Whereout since it came out, but I remember it being a pretty good movie, but not as good as the shorts. That was my consensus from uh, when I was younger when I first saw that movie. So. I just heard about it, just heard that this fancy-pansy film won the award. I just, I was too young, I didn't care that, I, I cared about movies that interested me, sort of mainly animated movies and superhero movies. Wow, I haven't changed a bit. Yeah, but I just like watching a bit of everything. I like watching art films, I like just experimenting with, this looks cool, let's just check it out, or this is... This seemed to be significant. I just like watching older movies. Um, I'm still studying. You know, I have a bachelor's degree in film, but um, I'm mostly, like, analyzing certain films that would appeal to me just so, just so I can understand, you know, the context of filmmaking of the time. I, I just like reading about film, history. Um, haven't done that in a while. I've, I've been a little... I've been a little disconnected from that um, world, even though it's something I really, really like to talk about, especially during college. Um, 
then the Oscars, I remember another one was when, man, The Hurt Locker beat Avatar, but Avatar was the coolest movie ever made in 2009, and again, that was another wrong opinion of mine, because Avatar is just a reskin of Pocahontas and Dances with Wolves, with uh, blue alien people that, to this day, doesn't have a sequel, and it's just like James Cameron going like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make uh, five, five Avatar movies. And uh, you won't be able to stop me because I, I film underwater because I'm the greatest director of all time because I made Titanic and and um that one that one other movie um and uh, that's yeah that's my imp impression of pretty much every uh, director from like the seventies you know the new Hollywood directors uh, that that sort of like start a franchise. Or something, and then they kind of go a little bit overboard with it. They might go up um, a bit too far in a few places. You know, wink, 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 wink. Jar Jar and all this. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a dumb opinion of mine. Um, around, uh, I'd say the first uh, ceremony I saw was in 2013. Uh, which were for the 2012 movies. That's when, uh, of course, I was in college. Uh, there were film students, and everybody would just sit, sit on on. I I lived in inside inside the campus. There was like a little residential area, and uh, they they do Oscar nights as an activity for like um, male and female dorms just to watch the Oscars together. And every year I didn't miss it for all the years I was in college. Um, I remember, like, talking to people, people that I, I've never spoken to again, or just spoken to briefly, or I spoke to them during those events. I, I've, I've always been a little bit, like, with newer people, but, uh, it's, it was always a fun night. Uh, it was sort of like, it's, it was sort of like watching the Super Bowl for me. I don't, I'm not a sports person, you'll never have a... A, a a pop story episode on sports but uh yeah the oscars was always something really fun to look forward to and uh well last year that was the first year out that i was out of college and that's that's when it hit me like it hasn't been the same the same since it's been just me alone at home watching the oscars and then i have to go to work the next day it was the same this year, but now I'm recording a podcast just giving my thoughts on it so it could be a little bit more of, of a dynamic experience. I thought of live recording it, but I didn't want to talk over it. I just like I just like to wind down, but doing it not too far from when it came out, just so it's slightly a bit more relevant. And, uh, and yeah. Uh, so I'll start running through the categories right now, after this break. Yeah, gotcha. And we're back. Wasn't that a wonderful tune? So, now I'll go through the Oscar nominees for the year 2019, celebrating the 2018 films. Uh, just to quickly run down the ceremony, I'm glad there wasn't a host. Just really glad. I, I really dislike that. 
I'm like, man, those hosts. I remember the one with Neil, Neil Patrick Harris. That was so bad. The Seth MacFarlane one, I I didn't think it was good, but it was unique. It was it was sort of like he was just trolling the audience. The other ones were just like basic normie humor, a waste of time, and just made the show super long. I'm glad there, there are no hosts this year. Even though I think Cam Peel should have hosted, but then again, knowing that this is the Oscars, they uh, the jokes wouldn't wouldn't have been the same. But I would like for, I, I would like for Eric Andre to host the the Oscars. That would be interesting. I don't think he'll do it, but it would be very very interesting. Anyway, I'll start with uh, the best supporting actor category. Uh, the winner was. Maharshala Ali uh, for Green Book. So right off the bat, Green Book, like, I, I was like, well, this is serious? This is, is it really, is it real that Green Book won an Oscar, you know? Because Green Book uh, isn't a terrible, terrible movie. It's not very good. It's a basic feel-good movie, but, like, the thing, the, the thing about Green Book is that um, in every Oscar ceremony, there's always this one movie that they nominate, like like a filler movie, the one that nobody's gonna, you know, not not a, not a lot of people are gonna talk about. It's like, well, it did okay critically. The studio's pushing for it because I guess they didn't release anything else Oscar worthy, so might as well nominate it. Because because they're pushing hard for it, so I guess this must be good. And Green Book is is is, is one of those movies that has like a a a message of oh racism is bad. You should you should befriend people. Because every person of race, of every race should be friends. Racism is bad, and that's like. Like it doesn't do anything interesting with the subject, and it's and it's loosely based on a true story, but they don't do anything with it. It's like really vanilla. Like it's the movie where I, I I've said it like a thousand times. It's the type of movie where you're at your grandparents' house on a Sunday afternoon. They're watching a movie, and they feel good about it because it's a really inoffensive movie. But it's, it's like, really, really, really bland. But it got recognition. Um, we'll get to that later, but, yeah. He, uh, I'm glad Mahershala Ali won. He was, he is a cool actor. I like him. Um, I'm glad he's getting more exposure. He's a great actor. I just wish it wasn't for this movie. That's all. Um... Of course, the other uh, nominees, there was Adam Driver. He was good in it, in Black Klansman, but it wasn't an amazing performance or anything. It was just like, well, he was there. He did a good job. Good. Uh, there was Sam Elliott in A Star is Born. Again, he's just Sam Elliott, Sam Elliotting. You know, he's just being himself. He's doing a good job. So, yeah. The other is Richard E. Grant in Can You Ever Forgive Me, which I thought, um, he, he, he was good in it. 
but it wasn't anything too amazing for me. Um, Sam Rockwell, uh, for Vice as George Bush. He, I sort of forget, I saw the movie and I sort of forgot he was playing Bush at times. Like, it's like, well, he, he kind of did the voice a bit like this at times. But it wasn't, like, mega convincing for me. I don't know. I, I Even though I really like the performances in that movie, even though it's my least favorite out of all the nominees. Um, but, uh, I guess my choice, it would have been Sam Rockwell as Bush. But then again, I'm happy Mahershala Lee got something. Um, the next one is Best Supporting Actress, which uh, Regina King won in a, from for uh, If Beale Street Could Talk, which was a very underrated film, and, and it wasn't even nominated for Best Picture. But it got the Best Supporting Actress nod, which is good. It gave that movie a bit more of exposure because it was a really nice movie. It has It had good characters. It had a good story but it got overlooked by the academy. It was way better than a lot of the of the nom of the best picture nominees. Um I'm glad she won the award. You know. And you could say it's like all academy award winning Regina King who voiced uh Riley and Huey Freeman in The Boondocks. I love The Boondocks. So yeah, now uh Riley and Huey have an Oscar. Good to know. Uh, the other was uh, Amy Adams and Vice. Again, that movie had good performances, but I mean, I, I, I she did okay, I guess. Um, the other was Marina de Tavira for uh, Roma. Roma was is my favorite out of the nominees, simply because it's 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 the most like out of all the nominees, it was the most it was the one that felt more like a film you could say like you you, you write it in cursive not not in the standard le just stand standard bold letters it was just, you write film in cursive because it's, it's fantasy but a jokes aside uh roma was a very good movie it was, it was beautifully shot um it had a good piece of historical context it was it was sort of like the lives of these people are just going on while there, there are a lot of, you know, historical events happening in that area. It, it was a good period piece for that uh, specific, you know, era in time. It's like 1970s Mexico. It's like super specific and it captured it nicely. Um, yeah, it, it was a, it was just a really good movie. The other was uh, Emma Stone in The Favorite. The Favorite is another movie that I thought was gonna get more attention um during the night it didn't spoilers and again it was another unique movie it's another one that i could say it's film written cursive it it was a good it was a it was a good movie it had it even it's it was sort of like a comedy like it was like historical you know period piece with with fancy dresses but it had a lot of snark to it it had a lot of cool scenes with with them, and the performances, of course, were amazing. Um, I mean, yeah, Emma Stone, both Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz got nominated for Best Supporting Actress. If uh, if honestly, uh, 
Regina King deserved it. Though, I, I would say that they were my personal choice because I, uh, the favorite overall was my, was, uh, at least in this category, I like the acting and the favorite a lot. It was one of the big highlights of the year for me. But Regina King deserved it, honestly. Like, it was about time. Uh, so next is Best Original Screenplay. And Green Book won. And I remember when uh, that award was announced, like, guys, 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 Green Book's winning awards. Like, like really, really, that, that movie? I thought Green Book was going to be the movie that uh, didn't win any awards. Like, they always nominate this one movie that doesn't get any awards. It's just, it's just there because because they need to fill a slot. And, uh, and I don't know. It's like, guys, Green Book's winning. Um, the other nominees were The Favorite, First Reformed, Roma, and Vice. Mm, screenplay, I would have gone with either Favorite or First Reformed. Uh, they were just very dialogue heavy, and they they had really good dialogue. Those movies had really really good dialogue, uh, especially favorite and first performed. First performed was another underrated movie. It was at times like, man, society is so bad. I'm a priest, man. Like it it, it was like, sort of like been there, done that. Not not film wise, but uh, conversation wise with people. Like wasn't too transcending, but it was still a very good movie. It had a very good performance and good dialogue. So I, I recommend I recommend you check out that movie if you haven't. It's super super underrated. Um, but at least it got that one, you know, that one little nomination. And uh, Ethan Hawke should have been nominated, hands down. Like even if the movie didn't get anything else, even if the movie didn't get anything, got got anything, uh, he should have been nominated. Um, my uh, yeah, my choice was either favorite or first reformed. Heck. Even Vice, because it did, uh, you know. Well, that that was that was more of a choice, a directorial choice, but uh, yeah, I'll I'll get to Vice soon, when I do uh, Best Picture. Uh, the other category was Best of That Screenplay, and uh, the winner was Black Klansman, which was my actually scratch that. Uh, Roma wasn't my favorite movie. It was Black Klansman. That was my favorite movie out of the nominees, personally. I just thought Roma was objectively the better made movie. But Black Klansman was my personal favorite. Um, Black Klansman, if it wasn't for another movie that also won an award, that would have been my number one for uh, top ten movies of 2018. I still haven't done that list because I haven't seen... There are a few films I'm interested in them that I that I haven't checked out yet so I can't properly make the list I'd say there's still time it's it's it'll be March soon but uh Black Klansman Zerbit uh this is the first time Spike Lee won in a competitive Oscar which is super weird for a director with such a well-known uh, tra trajectory of filmmaking such a well-known career and this is the first time he won competitively and I and uh, Samuel Jackson uh, presented the award, and he just <laughs> let out this like inhuman speech, like ah! <laughs> it was it was a it was a highlight, like that uh, him winning, Spike Lee winning for Black Klansman, and Sam Jackson presenting the award. That was a highlight of the night for me. 
Um, the other categories, um, sorry, the other nominees for Best Adapted Screenplay were uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which was a, it was another good movie. Um, it was on Netflix. It was a Coen, Coen Brothers movie. Um, I remember liking, but the thing is, is that it was an anthology, so not every story is going to work for you. Sort of like, there are some good, very good stories in there, but some of them aren't as good because they're totally different or they're telling a different story. But, uh, um, but yeah, it was, it's overall a good movie and it's on Netflix. So pretty much almost everybody has Netflix. So just check it out if you want to just search the Ballad of Buster Scruggs or just, uh, Coen Brothers. You'll find it. Um, the other nominee for Best Adapted Screenplay was Can You Ever Forget Me? Um, that movie was okay. It's one of those that I saw it, and I was like, well, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't that interested or, or into it. It just wasn't a subject matter that interested me that much. It's like, well, she, 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 she's a writer. She's Melissa McCarthy, and she, she's, she's writing. Um, but yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't mega interested in that movie. If Beale Street Could Talk, uh, got a Best Adapted Screenplay nomination. Again, super underrated movie. Should have been a frontrunner for Best Picture. Not, not a frontrunner, but it should have been nominated for Best Picture. I'm sorry. The other was A Star Is Born, which is like, <laughs> this is the fourth version of that movie. I've only seen the original, the 1930s movie. Um, I really like The Star is Born. Uh, it's sort of like one of the more mainstream nominees, but uh, it's still a very good movie. It was still one of the better musicals of that year. Um, but yeah, my choice would have been, yeah, it would have been Black Klansman. I really like that movie. Really, 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 really enjoy that movie. Um, but yeah. It was well-deserved, and I'm glad Black Klansman got some recognition. Best Animated Feature. Boy, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 1. That was my absolute favorite movie of the year. Uh, spoilers for the podcast. I might do an episode of on Spider-Man once the Blu-ray comes out for Into the Spider-Verse, because I love that movie so much. Um, I know it's out digitally, but I like getting my movies physically, just because physical media is dying, and I like having something on my shelf. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was my number one movie of 2018, and everybody should go see it. Everybody should rent it, everybody should uh, buy the merchandise, so we can get more sequels, so we can get more uh, animated movies in this style. I'm sorry for that, but whatever. But yeah, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was an amazing movie. Um, the other nominees for Best Animated Feature was Incredibles 2. Incredibles 2 was fun. It's sort of, it's sort of like, um, it wasn't amazing, uh, because the first one was so unique for that type of, uh, you know, for mainstream animated movies. Incredibles 2, it was like, you got to see an old friend after many, many years, it's like, he's still the same good old friend as before, and I got, and I'm glad I got to see him again. It was like a perfect sequel, just, it was just really good to see the characters again. Um, there are a lot of flaws in the story, but, um, but yeah, it was still very good. It was still really fun. 
I Love Dogs was the other nominee for uh, animated feature. This is the people I would have liked to see it win too, but uh, thing is that Spider Verse was super unique and um, out of the two animated uh, stop motion films that uh, Wes Anderson has done, Fantastic Mr. Fox was way better than Isle of Dogs in my personal opinion. Isle of Dogs was still good, but Fantastic Mr. Fox was on a whole other level, uh, quality wise. At least that uh, it's more of a personal taste thing because I, they're both really solid movies. Uh, the other nominee was uh, Mamoru Hosoda's Mirai, which you know I think I talked about it in the Crunchyroll Awards. It was there. It was a good movie. Actually, it was just to be honest, it was just okay. Um, it was it's certainly one of the weaker films of that director's catalog. Like, even the his Digimon and One Piece movies were better than this. It was there because they liked nominating that one foreign or anime movie. You know? But, man, I wish... I wish anime films were promoted better. Just so Academy voters can actually go see them. Because I've, I've read some anonymous ballots for, uh, like... You know, this is, like, why this person voted for this movie. It's like, they all say, like, I saw all of the animated movies except for Mirai, or that Chinese thing, as they call it. But, uh, honestly, what I think is a problem. It's not necessarily a bias. Like, I'm trying to be as realistic as I can. And I try to be like, well, Disney is bad. Disney promotes evil things like you you already know that you've heard the story a million times you, you everybody goes to see a disney movie at least once a year like come on stupid argument but uh i think with anime films is that they do not get the exposure they deserve i don't think the studios uh distributing the films or dubbing the films they're not pushing them hard enough like Earlier this year, we got uh, Dragon Ball Super Broly in the States, and that movie was a huge hit, not only because it was uh, part of an existing uh, franchise, but because it had a really, really huge push around here. It played in wider theaters, you know, it was super, super successful, and I think this is that's the push anime movies need. First, just try to release more, uh, more of the mainstream movies, more of the uh, mainstream anime movies. Even though it's like a stupid filler movie of of a thing that we can fight and and solve in one movie, you know, like like the My Hero Academia movie. But those movies make money. Those movies give more exposure to anime. And if 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 they sort of release, like, hey. We're distributing a movie, you know? You really like the My Hero Academia movie or the Dragon Ball movie. Hey, this is this is a really nice-looking movie that we're also promoting. Go see it. Um, and if they gain more exposure for both mainstream audiences and Academy voters, I think there's a chance for an anime film to win an Oscar. Even though anime films have won Oscars before because Spirit Away won... But uh, that was because uh, Disney was distributing it. You see, a, a huge studio like Disney, people uh, like uh, the, the evil man John Lasseter, 
you know, help distribute. Not that they need, not that I think anime studios need to get John Lasseter involved, but what I mean is, what I mean is that they need to push uh, anime movies harder. It sounded, sounded terrible, what I just said was terrible, but uh, what I mean is they need a bigger push. They need to be exposed more, just so people can talk about it, just so people can see them. Because every time, you know, you're watching the Oscars with, I don't know, a family member's like, this is a little Chinese cartoon movie. You know, they just need more exposure. Not mega mainstream exposure like Disney, but exposure. Just do it more. Just release them widely. Enemies growing. Streaming services are helping. Pirate even, heck, even piracy is helping. So, just just push push those movies, man, and we might get a chance. I don't mean we because you know, anime is not the only thing I'm into. <laughs> uh, the other nominee was Ralph Breaks the Internet. That was a dumb movie. Um, that's uh, the weakest movie Disney has ever done since uh, they started the second Renaissance, which I think, which I would say started in with The Princess and the Frog in 2009. And every movie they've made has been, has ranged from good to amazing. And Ralph Breaks the Internet was dumb. It's gonna be outdated in like a few months. It's already it's already outdated. Like they briefly referenced Fortnite. Now people don't play Fortnite anymore. They 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 do Rickroll. They do the Screaming Goat thing. I. I got nominated, I don't know if it was because of Disney, or it was like, well, this movie's good enough, so let's just put it in there, you know, because there wasn't anything else, it's true, it wasn't, there, at least in, for mainstream movies, that, that was it, like, that's, I would have chosen that, because, well, I would have chosen the Teen Times Go movie, even though it looks really amateurish, like TV budget, it was still a much more creative movie, than Ralph Breaks the Internet. And like, heck, even the title of the movie is an outdated meme. It was like the Kim, Karda Kim Kardashian thing. It's like, man. Man, oh man, man, oh man. At least Spider-Verse won. And it was the greatest movie of 2018, and you can't prove me wrong. You can show me whatever art film you want, whatever indie film you want, whatever other mainstream drama... Nothing will beat Spider-Verse in my eyes. It was the best movie of the year. Period. Uh, so, best foreign language film. It was Roma. Well, bye. <laughs> nah, but Roma was really good. Beautifully shot movie. Glad it won. The other nominees were movies. I didn't see actually... Well, I actually saw Cold War. But I saw it... I, I saw it through means... And I kind of, I just saw it for the pretty imagery and the aspect ratio and, and, and the lot. I didn't quite understand it because it didn't have any subtitles because it's a foreign movie. But it was a nice looking movie. And uh, it was cool that it got a Best Director nomination as well. I guess if you're interested in foreign films or in nice looking imagery, you might like Cold War. This is my take on Cold War. The other ones, well, I'm not going to talk about it because, well... I didn't see them. Uh, best documentary feature. I didn't see any of them. Um, I, I was like... Uh, my prediction was like, Free Solo is going to win because it got a lot of exposure. 
it had a super high rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and and uh, and Puerto Rico got an IMAX screening, so I guess that one's gonna win. That's the one that won. It's like it's free Han Solo, best documentary short sub subject. I didn't see any of them, but uh, the period it was the period end of sentence, the period one. Uh, I I I might give it a watch soon, because uh the the crew members gave a really nice speech about it and like they were very happy for about it and i was like that was nice that was nice uh best live action short film i didn't see any of them uh best animated short film i bow that was the only one i saw bow was the one about the dumpling that was with incredibles 2 and even though people were like "Ooh, man spider-verse won we defeated disney we defeated the evil disney they still won the short animated short short subject, but uh, Bao was a picture short that I wasn't I didn't really like the art style. It was a nice story, but a lot of people, especially mainstream audiences, at least when I saw I saw Incredibles two twice in theaters, and um, I saw it and both of both times I saw it, it was it was like. People were like, oh, they gasped. But a lot of people didn't seem to get it. That was about, you know, parenthood and the fear of losing a child. And it, it was cute, but it wasn't that big on the art style. And the brief little footage I saw, the other shorts, they had more interesting art styles. I don't know if the quality of the shorts were better, but they just look more interesting than Bao. Art style-wise, I mean. Who knows, Bao... Would have been the objectively best one, but I don't know. Best original score. The winner was Black Panther. Uh, Black Panther score was like, well, let's put um, uh, let's do a superhero score. Let's put African drums in it. Let's just do African instruments. And when Killmonger shows up, let's play hip hop. Like like dun 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 dun. I guess it won because it was memorable. Um. And uh, the when every time Okoye did something in the movie, that was that was super cool. And of course, uh, the the Wakanda theme, which played in Infinity War, and that was like people got really excited when that happened. So I guess, I guess the score resonated with people. I wouldn't say that it a hundred percent deserved it, but it it's really one of the better MCU scores. They've improved since, uh, I'd say. I say Doctor Strange was the first one I kind of liked because it was like psychedelic. It was mysterious. It was generic, very generic at times, but but uh, the main theme stands out to me. With a lot of the movies, that's what happens. The main theme kind of stands out, but uh, not much else. The rest is like really generic. It's like I can hum the Ant Man themes like dun dun Doctor Strange like and you know Black Panther's like um which I thought were uh you know they were pretty memorable and of course who can forget like I guess um, Black Klansman 
That was that was a cool score. I forgot I forgot how it went. <laughs> it was like sort of it was like ah it was at the tip of my tongue the sound of it and I forgot about it. Beale Street could talk. I don't remember the music very well. Um, Isle of Dogs. I like the score. It was like dun 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 by uh, Alexander Desplat, which I really like. Um, the other was Mary Poppins Returns, which is... Okay, correct me if I'm wrong here. Uh, original score means that the compositions are original. But Mary Poppins Returns has a lot of samples from the original movie. Then why was it nominated? Like, you could hear Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious at times, or a spoonful of sugar sometimes in the score. I don't know how I don't know how it qualified. It was like da, 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 da. Mary Poppins Returns was a movie I saw and I just wasn't like it was it was the Force Awakens of Mary Poppins movies. It was like, oh, she's back again. Let's do the thing again. This is this song is like the one where she visits the funny relative. Only this time it's Meryl Streep. The first time it was Edwin. Like it was, it was, it was sort of like a retread. It had good moments here and there, but uh, I don't know. It's not. It's never gonna be the original. The original is my personal favorite live-action Disney movie. That's a mouthful, but yeah, that's my consensus on the first Mary Poppins on the Mary Poppins franchise. Yeah, that sound that sound dirty. The Mary Poppins franchise, even when the author herself didn't want any more movies. Best original song, Shallow from A Star Is Born. That was the winner. Um, Shallow is my Let It Go from Frozen. I love the Frozen soundtrack. I didn't get too exposed to Let It Go because I don't have younger siblings. I don't have children. I don't have nieces or nephews. I have, uh, you know, my sister's got children. That's the closest that I, I don't see them every day. Um, and and they were babies when Frozen first came out, so I wasn't too exposed to. The fr I like the times I was exposed to the Frozen soundtrack was because I listened to the songs on my own because I really like them. Yeah, fight me. Um, Shallow is a song that is okay. It, it, it isn't my type of of song, but. In the context of the movie, it's a really nice scene. I just like in movies where, you know, they start the song, you know, they just sing it, whatever. And then it comes back and it's sort of like a really powerful and emotional moment. And that's what it was with the song in the movie. I just wish that, I, that I've that i seen the movie before hearing the song. Because I was by the time I saw the movie, I was already tired of the song. And it plays every day at the supermarket. Like, it, like... Every hour or so that that song starts playing, it's like, man, I wish, I wish, I wish I would have seen the movie f before listening to the song. Because it kind of ruined the scene for me. It was a really nice scene. Um, the other nominee was All the Stars. That one wasn't performed. It was like there because Black Panther. <laughs> that was the only reason why. Um, the other was I'll Fight from RBG. Um, 
So, you know, that's an Oscars thing. They just nominate the song from a documentary. They always do that. They don't care if people have seen it. They don't care if people have heard of it. It's like, let's just always put a song from, from a documentary. Forget, forget musicals. Documentaries, man. Documentaries. I haven't, I haven't seen RBG. It's on Hulu, but I tried playing it on Hulu and it just wouldn't load and I couldn't see it. Um, the other song was The Place Where Lost Things Go from Mary Poppins Return. Uh, Bette Midler performed it. That was, that was, you see, that song in the movie is like, oh, that's the Pigeon Lady song. But sadder. It's like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, I like the, the, the last song better, the, and there's no, there's no way to go, but up. And, uh. Uh, triple Little Like Fantastic, you know, that was the, the Step in Time clone. The other one I mentioned before was the Let's Fly a, Cli a Kite clone. There were just be there were just better songs in the movie. They always go for, like, the really emotional ones and stuff for, like, the show-stopping numbers. Because, you know, the Academy doesn't like fun and over-the-top things. Uh, the other was When a Cowboy Trades His Spurs for Wings from Buster Scruggs. And that was a really good scene in the movie. I but I never in my mind never would have expected it to be nominated for best original song. It was another song that was just like there at the Oscars because they needed to fill space. I personally would have nominated uh the Venom rap uh by Eminem from the 2018 masterpiece Venom. I'm I'm sad it got snubbed. That was an amazing song where where he goes like Venom and never know what hit him or whatever. Or the upbeat, inspirational song about life from the Teen Titans Go movie. Because that song has had Oscar bait written all over it. And it just went through their heads. And they just got angry. It's like, they're making fun of us about upbeat, inspirational songs about life. And, like, they didn't nominate it because, you know, that's how the Academy rolls. Um, the other category was Best Sound Editing. Bohemian Rhapsody won because it had music. It had Queen songs. Let it win. You know, I'm not I'm not really a sound person, honestly. Just, like, listen to the quality of this podcast. <laughs> but uh But yeah. I honestly would have gone with First Man because it was it kind of immersed you in uh the world. Black Panther had like sounds. They weren't memorable. Quiet Place was because of the spooky monsters and the quiet sounds that you couldn't make. Quiet Place was was one of the better horror movies last year. But it was weird that it got an Oscar nomination. It was for technical reasons. Roma had a lot going on. That should have won. A sound mixing. Bohemian Rhapsody won. Again. Because music. Because, because... It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm Freddie Mercury. Whatever, <laughs> I'm I'm me I'm me and I, I'm a huge I like I love Queen but I just I just really didn't like Bohemian Rhapsody that much. Aside from the ending, the ending was great, and that's what I I told a friend of mine like, the reason why Bohemian Rhapsody won so many awards and why it was considered for the Oscars was because of Rami Malek's performance, and the uh, the ending sequence. That's the only reason that movie got any sort of nominations because that movie was like. I got to that soon enough. 
Best Production Design. The winner was Black Panther. I... I'm like, well, that's cool that it won, but... There are there may there are practical sets there, but uh, a lot of them were like overdone with CGI. Uh, the favorite that should have that, that should have been a better winner. First man, first man like yeah. First man was was a pretty good movie. Um, it's not like the follow-up to La La Land that everybody expected to be like, man, the next movie he's gonna make is huge. And it bombed. Kind of sad that it bombed because it was a really good, intense space biopic. Um, but it wasn't anything amazing or anything. Mary Poppins Returns, that looked nice. It, but it, but it, it had that feeling of, it's like the original, because that's how the entire movie felt like. Uh, Roma, that was a good movie. Had it, it looked nice. The cinematography, Roma, it, it deserved it. I said, I said it before, it deserved it. Cold War was also really nice. Favorite too, but yeah, Roma was my choice for that. Um, best makeup and hairstyling. The winner was Vice. Uh, Vice, again, that's my least favorite out, out of all the nominees. Vice was like. Dick Cheney bad, haha. <laughs> let's edit. Let's edit a political biopic like a comedy, because he 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 was so bad. Am I right? <sighs> that was that was a dumb decision, but the makeup looked nice. Uh, the actors they still look like, you know, I could still kind of tell it was them. But uh, Christian Bale as Dick Cheney was really good. Border. Because they always nominate one foreign movie. Because, well, foreign movies. Mary Queen of Scots. I didn't see it, but the little clips I saw, like, that that looked really good. Best costume design. Black Panther won. I, I, I kind of say it, it deserved it. Um, it. It's sort of like Suicide Squad winning a best makeup, only Black Panther is a way better movie. Like, it's not amazing, but it's competent. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, Black Panther had some really designs especially in that scene um where he's gonna where it's his coronation you see all the tribes together like i listened to the score more than i should have had honestly uh but uh yeah black panther had some really good costumes and i'm glad it won that uh and that was a moment where marvel started winning the night everybody cried every like Oh, the film in cursive should have won. My fancy, fancy film should have won. Oh, horrible, horrible Marvel. Destroying the integrity of cinema for ten years. Oh. Buster uh, Scruggs, the, uh, the costumes were period appropriate. That was it. Favorite, period appropriate. They look really nice. Yeah. Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Mary Queen of Scots, again, didn't see the movie, but, um, it just, it looked really nice from, for what I saw. The other was Best Film Editing. This is, this, this one's, this one's pretty funny. Uh, so, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody won, and I saw some clips, I saw the movie, it was like a bunch of cuts, 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 
there's 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 a really funny video i saw it was like um bohemian rhapsody and every time it cuts it plays uh the whip sound effect from johnny test like whoosh. it's like cut 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 but it won because music because concert because recreating the live aid but even though the rest look really awful my clansman i i think and yeah favorite green book vice i'd say either black clansman or favorite should have won that vice i just i didn't like that that choice of like let's edit it like a wacky packy comedy like a satire of politics because he was a horrible man wink wink guys like i dread i dread when when they make a trump movie and it's like hoo hoo trump was a bad man hoo hoo funny comedy it was stupid that was took me out of the movie took me out of a already bland movie um best visual effects and by the way i don't have any political stances i barely know about politics so don't at me uh best visual effects winner was first man i understand why it was chosen because i read some some of the ballots and i was like we chose first man because it looked realistic it felt realistic and yeah it it it, it did a good job at immersing you into space made you feel like it was you were there the other nominees were Avengers Infinity War, and uh, Thanos looked really good. The It looked like typical... Mike died on me. Uh, continuing on, uh, Infinity War still looked like a typical Marvel movie, despite Thanos looking really good. Despite having a, a, a good performance by Josh Brolin. Now let us continue uh, with uh, the other nominees. For best visual effects, um, the others were Christopher Robin. The, the Pooh plushies looked nice. Pooh Pooh looked nice. He looked like like a fuzzy little bear. Uh, Tigger looked really old. He looked really old and grainy. I'm um, honestly Christopher Robin. Out of all of the Disney remakes, it's one of the better ones because it did something new with the story. But it didn't like screw over the message because you know Maleficent and Alice in Wonderland also did new things with them, but they completely missed the point of the original stories. Um, my favorite ones so far have been Christopher Robin and Pete's Dragon. But uh, yeah, uh, the other nominee was Ready Player One, uh, or as I like to call it, the Family Guy movie because it had a lot of references. It's like, oh sweet Lois, I'm in the I'm with the Iron Giant now. <laughs> Peter, what are you doing? And, uh, but that movie, at times it looked uncanny, but the Shining sequence looked really good, which is something people kind of forget about. The Shining sequence was, like, the best part of the entire movie. Um, the other was Solo. Solo looked like a typical Star Wars movie, but just a little greenier, but the visuals, even though that, like, weird alien monster thing in the castle run was kind of unnecessary i i like the whole castle run sequence so now it's time for the grand finale not really because there are like four categories of course we have best actor and best actress for best actor we uh rami malik uh, won for bohemian rhapsody for playing freddie Merc mercury Again, I wasn't that big on that movie. I had really good moments. His performance was good, but it was like... 
I don't know. I don't think it was like mega Oscar worthy. Uh, Christian Bale was uh, played Dick Cheney. Even though I've said like I haven't been too nice on Vice, uh, the performances again. I think I mentioned it before. That was that was a highlight of the movie. Um, so so I thought I actually thought he was gonna win. That was, at least that would have been my personal choice. There was Bradley Cooper in A Star Is Born. Good performance. Um, I heard that he uh, taught himself to play. I mean, he took guitar and singing lessons, which is that that's always welcome for me. Um, yeah, it was still a very very good movie. <laughs> I always like overwrite them. It's like I overdo or under. I'll I'll do the final thing soon. Memory. There was Willem Dafoe at Eternity's Gate for as a uh, Vincent Van Gogh. And uh, he is one of the, uh, like, that movie is considered bold because he's already too old to play Van Gogh. And that was really interesting. I didn't see the movie, but it's what I heard. And, you know, it's Willem Dafoe, like, pfft, of course. <laughs> Even though it's like, oh, Willem Dafoe, ooh, ooh, but it's the Green Goblin memes. Uh, the other was Viggo Mortensen as, in Green Book as uh, Frank Tony Lip. He's like, oh, forget about it. Racism is bad. My wife's Velma from the Scooby-Doo movies. Psst. My choice would have been uh, Christian Bale. Even if I, <laughs> I've i completely, like, ironically enough from the kind of like the dumber movies here. Best actress, Olivia Coleman uh, from The Favorite. Uh, that was my favorite speech of the entire night. She was, like, <laughs> in awe that she was even there. <laughs> it was a really... It was a, another highlight uh, of the show for me. Um, and I heard... Um, I started watching The Crown, like, a like a year or so ago, but I didn't get around to, finish, to finishing it. I heard she's gonna... She's gonna be in the next season. And because of that, because of because I like the favorite so much, and because I liked her at the Oscars, I'm gonna continue, and that's it's giving me more motivation to finish it. Like, hey, the Oscars did something positive; it got me into a an unrelated show, the show that's unrelated to the night. There was uh, Yaritza Aparicio in Roma. She was the main character. Uh, it was her debut film. It, it's. It's a good nomination. Uh, it wasn't like a mega... Oh, wow, that was an amazing performance. But she got so much exposure. And it was good for... Uh, you know, it, it was just a good night for her. Regardless. For the people. For everybody. Uh, Glenn Close is the wife. This is the one everybody thought was going to win. I haven't seen the wife personally. But it's like, this is it. This is this is, this is Glenn Close's Oscar, and she, and she was there too. It's like when they're there, it's like wow, they have a big chance of winning, but she didn't win. Uh, Lady Gaga and A Star Is Born. It was okay. It was a good performance. Nothing to write home about. Like to me, like it was a good performance. I'm not gonna deny that, but it didn't wow me. You know, part for the course for a good movie. Most McCarthy, can you ever forgive me? Uh. Interesting. That was interesting. Again, I didn't really think that much of that movie. Uh, 
and for what we've been seeing from her, that's really, really good that she got nominated. And I think she won a Razzie for Happy Time Murders, but I haven't seen Happy Time Murders or I haven't checked the Razzies because the Razzies are kind of dumber than the Oscars because they sort of, they're like, ooh, we're so clever nominating all the bad movies, right? Eh, but it's like all the popular bad movies when there are like way, 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 way worse things out there that get like theatrical releases. And uh, we have Best Director. The winner was Alfonso Cuaron from Roma. And yeah, he deserves it. I liked it. I would have liked uh, pretty much anybody except for Vice because I didn't like Vice. But that's like personal bias. People were rooting for Spike Lee just to finally get Best Director. He at least won Best Adapted Screenplay. Uh, but yeah, those were the Fort Runners for me. Uh, Roma and uh, Black Klansman, you know, Alfonso Cuaron and Spike Lee. Yorgos Lanthimos uh, would have also been a good choice. Because Freebird was good and he's like, he's been directing for years, but uh, people are starting to notice his work more. Um, and of course, Cold War, which is strange that a non-Best Picture uh, got a Best Director nominee nomination, which is interesting. And the big award of the night. This is the one where like everybody's like, whoa, whoa, this has been a pretty... Of course, the Oscars, so it's dumb. It's full of dumb things. But man, oh man. Man, oh man, have they been fairer than other times. And then, best picture. It's it's Jim Burke and Charles B. Wessler, Brian Curry, Peter Fry, Nick Vagala for Green, for Green Book. And everybody was like, what? What? Why? Who? Because? When? Where? How? When? Uh, Spy Kids 2? Really? Green Book? The filler movie? You know, the one they always... You know, the, uh, this... It was stupid. This is why I'm doing this... I was gonna do the Oscars podcast anyway, just to react. Uh, but, uh... Yeah, that was, that was something, that was something. Now people, years later, are going to be like, what are the best movies of all time? And it's like, Green Book from 2018, at one best picture. And it's like, Snow, there were so many better movies in 2018, and just, Green Book. Their nominees were Black Panther, Black Panther, um... It's a controversial decision. It's the first uh, comic book film to get a Best Picture nomination. Not even The Dark Knight uh, got that far. I think The Dark Knight uh, is a better movie than Black Panther. But uh, Black Panther, culturally, it did a lot. Um, it did a lot for mainstream movies. It did a lot for uh, uh, the African-American community. So... I'm, I'm, you know, it had a positive cultural impact, which is why I think it got nominated. Not necessarily because of its quality, because it's one of, it's, to me, it's one of the best in the MCU. Let's talk about strictly about the MCU. It's one of the best solo movies. You know, the, the ones that are not crossovers or, or, or sequels, you know, the, the first movie featuring this character in the MCU. I think it's my second favorite one, next to 
uh, either the first Iron Man. I think my top three for the the origin movies is uh, the first Iron Man, Captain America: The First Avenger, and Black Panther. Nothing else, unless Captain Marvel tops them all, which I don't think so because Captain Marvel doesn't look terrible, but looks kind of bland. But uh, this one, Black Panther, the thing is that I saw it before then. I just to reevaluate that. And uh, Black Panther, the problem is that it has a lot of the Marvelisms. Like, it has a lot of wacky, wacky, packy humor. And then it has some serious dialogue. Which is like, huh. It, it, it's a little, it's brief, but it's a little, little teensy bit jarring. And uh, the CGI, especially during the climaxes, that was really awful. Like, they had that, that, that one rhino, like... I'm so glad I didn't get a visual effects nomination. Because that rhino, man, that rhino. <laughs> and, and and that final battle at, at the like underground subway. Um But uh with uh Black Panther yeah, it, it, it's it's nice to see like a, a typical comic book blockbuster get this far. So you say it's a lot about the industry and where their priorities are, but uh, I like my Panther. Psst, whatever. Uh, but it wasn't like best picture worthy. It's what I'm trying to say. It's like it's good, but not best picture worthy. But it had a significant cultural impact, which is why I understand why it's there. But I would have personally not picked it. That's what I'm trying to say. Black Klansman. That was uh. The one that I would have loved to win, but I kind of knew it didn't have a chance because Roma was getting more buzz. Roma was a very good movie. Watch it on Netflix, please. It's very good. Uh, at least if you're into uh, slower-paced foreign films. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing. Roma could have been the first film to win both foreign language and best picture in the same night would have made history at the Oscars. Would have made history. But the Academy being the Godel Academy, they're like, let's play it safe this year again. I don't, I'm, I'm scared of change. And the and Green Book one. Which, which, one's, which one's kind of like a pop race, but not mainstream or, or, or not foreign? Oh, it's Green Book? Oh, well, 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 Green Book wins. Green Book wins. Let's just Green Book. They could have made history. It would have gotten buzz out of an award show that has declining ratings. And they just played it safe. Yet again. They, they out-academied, they out-Oscared themselves again. Uh, the other Bohemian Rhapsody... Fight of that, that that was a dumber choice than Black Panther, like man, because Bohemian Rhapsody is is is, I would have I've always wanted to see a Queen movie. I've always wanted to see a Queen movie that celebrates their music. It only celebrates their music, not them as people. Not their lives, not what they went through, nothing. It's just it's just music for for the little kitties. Is is the the we will we will rock you song, and we have a, a Mike Myers going like. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody is in a song that teens will bop their heads into in uh, Wayne's World and whatever. Uh, but 
uh, it's like The Greatest Showman. The Greatest Showman is another movie that I like the music, but as a movie, it was a failure. It was like, it, it was a nothing movie. It was a nothing story. Like, you could have done a something story because it was a something person. They were something people. But you just did nothing. You just showed pretty music with weird editing. But we got that A.O. meme. So it, it did something for society. Also, it was directed by a notorious pedo. You know. Anyway. Uh, the other was the favorite. That, will, that could have been a cool winner. But it didn't win. I'm surprised that that one got snubbed for most of the night. At least it got... The, the Best Actress Award, which got one of the best speeches of the night. Roma, I already talked to death about it. Stars Born. People thought that one was going to win, but then, like, you know, the, they did the last minute um, submit to the Oscars release movies. And, yeah, pretty much everything was better. <laughs> Even though Stars Born is still a pretty solid movie. I recommend Stars Born. Uh, check, it, check it out if you can. Vice, uh, it's there because the, because, see, politician man bad, and it's sort of like a middle finger to, uh, the other po bad politician that is in office right now. I guess that's the reason why it's there, because people, like, it didn't get amazing reviews, nor audience reviews, it had a great performances, but it was like a Dumb, try-hard movie. It's just tried too hard to be like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Wacky, 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 packy, dacky, blacky. I think that's, like, it's because of Wolf of Wall Street that we're getting movies like that. It's like, it should be like, that it should be a serious subject, but it's like, it's a wild comedy about the the, the loss of man and, and the power-hungry because of satire. It's clever, clever satire. It's like, man, man, you can, you, all of you, all of you people, filmmakers, uh, listeners, you can all, you can all do better. You can all do better. We, we, we can make the world cinematically a better place. You know, if you have the power, if you have an idea, just do it. Just do it. Don't go through mainstream conventions. Just do whatever you want to do. What you, the stories you want to tell. Just don't 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 wait don't wait around. Just don't try to be f fancy. Just so you can get that Oscar buzz. What matters is that you made a, a film because you wanted to, or you were forced to make a, a product, and you did the best the best damn thing you could do. That's my stance on the Oscars. That's my stance on filmmaking. Do what you feel like doing. It's If it's a dumb movie, that's their problem. You still loved it. You still have passion pulled into it. What matters is that you had passion for this project. You got it through. You got it made. People saw it. Even though you might not find the audience you were looking for, someone in this planet might have liked it. Might have seen it. Might have liked it. You may never know how many how how happy you're making some people by doing a dumb movie or this 
thing I'm recording right now. But, uh, that'll be all. That's, this, this is the end of Pop Story Episode 3. Wasn't much of a story, again. I promise to focus more on stories, um, making them a little bit more like this. I, uh, personally, I'm, I kind of liked how this one, this one's turning out. At least that's me remembering. I don't edit that much. Um, as it keeps getting an audience, I'll edit it better. I'll add more things to the older episodes. I don't know. This is evolving. This is still in development. This is just me talking about things I want to talk about. Uh, but I'm glad if you listened to this and enjoyed it, share it around. Um, it's available on Spotify. On It's still not available on Apple. But I'll notify probably in the following episodes. If it, if it ever gets into Apple, I'll, I'll tell you guys. Anyway, this has been Jose Muñiz. And uh, this is the end of Pop Story for this week. See you next time when I talk about... I don't want to spoil the subject. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> but good night and uh, make your movie. Don't, don't appease to the Academy. Do whatever you want. Be a good filmmaker. Be a person... A, pas a person full of passion. Good night.